Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Second and 13, Cousins shotgun looking to the left, steps up in the pocket. He'll fade to the end zone for KJ. C.D. Lamb has caught eight balls for 114 and a touchdown. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb. Ten. Five. Victory. Cowboys win. The Ghosts are exorcised. Hump day homers. Paul Allen and Pete Versich on the Vikings call. Brad Shannon and Dave for the Cowboys, you're a you're a hump day homer. We telling the you making the making the network show the Vikings highlights to start the segment. I How had <laughs> I I have no input in it whatsoever. I know you don't. Trust me, I've become at this age and at this stage of my my <laughs> fandom, I've become completely agnostic. I really do not care anymore. I really don't. My son does. You're my son's so all in. It's not a lie. It. It's the truth. You're full of it. I do not care. You, I do not care. You do. I want my son to be happy. My son's all in. You don't my care. My son until is exactly three, the way I was. Three thirty on Sunday afternoon, and then you care. That's that's when it's all no. Sunday. He's like, "Damn Vikings!" No. You care <laughs> because you come looking for me. I do through the video link that connects right. me to the viewing room because I'm I'm doing the work from home again this year. And you start saying, you you start you start making your Kirk Cousins voice, yep. and, and you start giving me a hard time. Where is he? Where is he? I want to see him. I want to put it in his face. And and I I don't care. I told you, I make it clear, I don't care. We have but fun. You, I'll, we have I'll fun. let you have your fun. Yep, I'll let you have no your fun. Doubt. By the way, by the way, the expression scot free originates from the Scandinavian, speaking of Vikings, word scat, which means tax or payment. The word mutated into scot as the name of redistributive taxation, redistributive taxation, I need to work on my kid can't even read, as you would say, <laughs> meant to provide relief to the poor during the 10th century. Someone who did not have to pay the tax for some reason was referred to as scot-free. 
So basically, a scot-free or scotch-free is somebody who cheats on their taxes. All right, week seven, power rankings. And there can be no dispute as to who the number one team is, the Arizona Cardinals. The only unbeaten team after six weeks and after the Bills faltered. And the Bills didn't just lose. They lost that cloak of dominance. They were the only dominant team. Well, they're not anymore, and I'm sorry I dropped them all the way down to number six, but Bills fans, you got two losses. Everybody else has one. You're still ahead of the one-loss Cowboys, which has Cowboys fans pissed off at me. I can't win with this. No, you can't. Regardless, right. the Cardinals are now number one, and do I think they would beat the Buccaneers if they played right now? Probably not, but you know what? I thought the Browns would beat the Cardinals, and they didn't. I thought the Rams would beat the Cardinals, and they didn't. So at some point... You have to accept the fact that maybe the Cardinals are pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I think that. And I think what you can you can really say to that right now, too, is like, hey, with the injuries in the secondary that, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do have, that, it, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it sways maybe just slightly in their favor. I don't know who I would pick in that one-on-one -on -one matchup. I'd probably go with the Bucs just because I feel more comfortable with them. But, you know, to your point... Arizona's answered every question all year long. I mean, we, we keep waiting for them to falter. And they've shown a little toughness. I mean, last week, to do that without your head coach, go into Cleveland and kind of put a whooping on the Browns the way they did, I mean, that was impressive. And like you talked about the Rams, so it's, it's hard to question them at number one right now. I got no problem with that. I, not, not at all. And especially with the Bucks' pass defense, you know, a little less than, I think you're, you're certainly right to have them one. Yeah, uh, Mike Dis18 says, nice to see the Bucks back at number two, but I have to ask the main man with the tiny head, Chris Sims, which out of the Buccaneers and the Cardinals has the most explosive offense at the moment? And if they were to play right now, who would have the edge? Ooh. I I I I mean the Bucks the Bucks I, I feel like have the most explosive offense. I think their offense is more explosive. I do. Uh it, it it's close. Again, I don't feel like comfortable saying that. It's a really close one, but I guess just they got a few more ways to do it, I guess. Their system with the running, the play action, of course, Brady and the drop back pass game. Hey, the, 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 the Cardinals have gotten better at some other avenues, but it's still just a, it's for the most part, a spread football team. And they're going to rely on, you know, Kyler scrambling around and screens and a few spread runs to where I guess I just have more faith in the Bucks formula overall. Uh, I guess that's where I look at. I like their system a hair a hair better. If I had to pick them right now, like I said, I don't know. I guess I would go with the Bucks in a head-to-head -head matchup, but I wouldn't feel comfortable about that. I wouldn't. Wow, check out the the uh, the Cardinals. This is great. Uh, Sports Illustrated does not, does not rank the uh, Cardinals among Super Bowl contenders, and uh, that's the Michael Jordan. A documentary from last year, The Last Dance with the Cardinals head on top of it. That's awesome. Now, is the cigar there? Or do they put bird feet in the ashtray? And there's <laughs> there's some there's some Scott free. That is not a Scott free photo. That's there's Michael right. Jordan with his beverage and his cigar with the Cardinals head. Um, all right, the Ravens. People complained for weeks about the Ravens being at number four. Well, you can't complain about the Ravens being at number four anymore because they're at number three. So how do you like them apples? Uh, look, they're dominant now. They kick the crap out of the Chargers. That counts for something. A team with one loss plays another team with one loss and destroyed them. The Ravens proved they belong in the top five, and they actually bumped up another spot because as of right now, this is a snapshot. As of right now, that's where the Ravens belong. They may not stay there, but they belong there right now. I, I got, I, again, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. 
Uh, I, you know, again, do, do, pretty dominant run game. And what's changed this year, and I almost made this my grievance again, if you're going to play the – we're going to stop the run and put too many eggs in that basket, what's changed this year for sure is Lamar Jackson the pass game will make you pay if you go all in to stop the run. And that's where they're different. And the defense, you know, with all the early season kind of injuries and figuring things out, has figured it out. I mean, really, they really have. Wink Martindale is phenomenal. I mean, he, he should be in the head coaching conversation when it's all said and done. The way he's game-planned and figured things out with a few of their big pieces hurt and missing, uh, really phenomenal. It really is. So I, I, I hear you with the Ravens. I, I would personally probably have made the Ravens four and – I would have I would have the Rams too. That would that would be my only discrepancy with you in the top five. And I have like not. So how would you do it? Cardinals, Rams, Bucks, Ravens. I would. I think I would do it that way. I like everything you there, but I, I'm more. I you know the the Rams, other than those two quarters against the Cardinals, have been pretty dominant themselves. Like to to use a word that you've used, uh, and I think they've gotten some of their issues on the defensive side of the ball, and I think the offense is still going in the upward trajectory trajectory there. Uh, it's tough. Those are all really good football teams, but yeah, in my world, I probably would have made the Rams too. I, and, and, you know, somebody asked, and uh, where's it right here? GQ scholar, the Rams only losses to the undefeated Cardinals. The Rams beat Tampa who you have at number two. Why are the Rams number four? A lot of it is when you lose, you fall, and then you have to work your way back up. The Rams have lost more recently than the Buccaneers. So you end up falling and you got to work your way back up. And it's hard to work your way back up when the teams in front of you keep winning the Rams got a bump this week because the Bills lost right. and they fell out of the top five so and that leads to the next question Chris yeah. this is this is from Cincy 22 holy reactionary Batman a missed fourth and in inches drops a team five spots it's not just that and 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 while we're back in that that area let, let's make this clear because people don't seem to realize they weren't going to win the game if they converted that first down they still had to put the ball in the end zone with 22 seconds left in one timeout. there's no guarantee they were scoring a touchdown there so it was just a step toward possibly winning and the point was with the bills dropping number one they lost i don't care how it happened when it happened where it happened they lost and number two they lost that sense that they're dominant so that does strip something away from them, and it puts them behind most of the one-loss teams. They're still ahead of the one-loss Cowboys, to the chagrin of Cowboys fans. Do you agree with the Bills where they are, Chris? I do. Regardless of the order in front of them, yeah. do you believe it's fair to have them where they are? I do. I think it's totally fair. You know, Again, they're right in the conversation with those teams as the best teams in football, but I think when you really look at it, yeah, I got no problem with that again. I don't. You know, and, and like you said, yeah, okay, or you know, uh, okay, they didn't get, you know, fourth and half a yards. So what? There was, you know, moments in the game where yeah, the defense didn't look as dominant as we've come to see. Like into the fact where you were like, "Whoa, it's actually panic time a little bit. They can't stop the Tennessee Titans at all here in the second half. They're not going to ever stop them." So, uh, from that standpoint there, like we were talking about yesterday, we saw a little bit of like the kryptonite of the Buffalo Bills team. You know, we'll see if that continues. Can teams run in the ball with them if they have a really big, powerful offensive line and, and have a great running back? We'll see going forward. But I, I don't have a problem with you dropping them down. The Cowboys fans, as mentioned, salty about being at number seven, luching out everyone in the top ten who won moved up except the Cowboys. Why? Well, because the Bills didn't fall behind them. It's that simple. The, the Bills 
loss is what allowed everyone in the top 10 who won to move up. The Bills had to stop their fall somewhere. And I thought about putting them behind the Cowboys, but I just I just didn't. And it's not about not having faith in the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys could have lost to the Patriots. They yeah, could have. hundred. They didn't dominate the Patriots the way that they should have. Right. So th- there are still concerns there that primarily relate to the head coach. I'm sorry, but game management, clock decisions, all of those things in a close game can come back and bite you. And they got very lucky against Bill Belichick that it didn't, Chris, because it could have. Yeah. Because uh, it shouldn't have been close. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, they were clearly the better team on the field, for sure. You know, I, I still think like and where you can always fight back, I think, against people is I, th- I still think it's fair to question Dallas's defense, too, as we go forward. Not not sold that they're just, you know, necessarily the greatest the greatest show on turf. I mean, we saw Tampa, you know, move the ball on them. And yeah, OK, uh, you know, they threw a dropped screen pass, ended up being an interception, gave the Cowboys, you know, a, a, a short field. You had the fumble by um, Ronald Jones with the punch out, you know, so there was some mistakes there in that game. Uh, and I understand they played the chargers and played them tough, you know, but sometimes you match up. It was early in the year, but I think Dallas's defense still a question mark to me to a degree. And if I think they played the Buffalo bills right now, you know, it would be a hell of a game, but I would worry about Dallas and their ability to slow down Josh Allen and company. I think that would be a real thing. You know, Dallas, they play man. They take some chances, uh, I don't know if they would necessarily match up that well with them either. Now, they might be able to run the ball on Buffalo like we just saw Tennessee, so it would be a great matchup. But I-, I think where it sits right now and you just take in the big picture and last year a little bit, I think has to be still contemplated about you know the fabric or the DNA of a football team. I, I-, I wouldn't have put the Cowboys in front of the Bills yet. I'm with you there. Clench the Rhino says, not saying you're wrong, but why do you doubt Dallas so much? Seems like they've been more consistent and proven more than several times that you've had uh, more than several teams you've had ahead of them. Is it still Hail Mary bitterness? Yes, I am still acting out on a grudge from 1975. (laughs) Really? Uh, You know, they set me up again. We haven't seen this in a while. Let's go ahead and enjoy Uh it. Ten-year-old version of me is still crying into the carpet on the kitchen floor. Yes, we had carpet on the kitchen floor. Don't ask me why I didn't oh, make those yep. decisions. Hopefully you weren't peeing but, in the garbage uh, can that day. Hopefully. No, 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 I <laughs> no, I was 10 by then. I stopped peeing in the garbage can when I was 9. Uh, Bengals at number 8. B-B-C-K-Y-C. <laughs> yo, 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 chill with the Bengals at 8. We're not ready for this. <laughs> hey, the Bengals are legit. The Bengals are for real. And there's a cluster of Bengals fans that think I hate the Bengals. They can't use the Bengals at number eight as evidence of it, baby. I believe in the Bengals. Yeah, I, I, you should. Yeah, you, you should. I mean, I, I think there's some teams that are behind them where you'd go, well, what makes you think that they're necessarily going to win that game? You know, I mean, what makes you think that the, the Chiefs, who we've seen slip and have issues against everybody. It's just definitely going to beat the Bengals. No, the Bengals are different this year. The defense is the real deal. It, it's not It's not a fake, like, oh, they've gotten to play some really crappy offenses and stuff, too. No, it's the real deal. They can rush the passer. They stop the run. They got speed in the secondary. We've talked about that. And even though the offense, like, I wish it was a hair more creative, they got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon. And, of course, some other guys that support them where you go, they make plays every week. So they might have some moments but of dullness, but then it's like, whoa, there goes Jamar Chase for a 50-yard gain. Whoa, there goes Joe Mixon for a 40-yard gain. And that's where they're dangerous. So, uh, again, 
I'm not I'm not mad at you there. And they've played pretty consistent football throughout the year, too. It hasn't been much of like a roller coaster ride uh, as compared to some of these other teams. I mean, certainly could have beat Green Bay. The Bears game, they messed it up to a degree. They've played pretty good, like, high-level football for the most part. So, uh, again, I'm agreeing with you a lot today here, but, uh, but I don't disagree with you there. Who's to say the Titans and the Chargers would beat the Bengals? I mean, the Chargers can't stop the run on anybody. I mean, the, the Bengals will be able to run on them and cause some issues, and they got talent to slow down that Chargers attack. So uh, I think sometimes people are just letting the stigma of old narratives kind of in- infiltrate their brain. And to the extent that the Titans recently beat the Bills, they did lose to the Jets also. You can't take yeah, that You have to take that. it all into so. it a little bit. Yeah, again, it's a matchup league. Just because you won one week and another team lost to another team, hey, there's certain weeks where you're going to play a team where, yeah, on the total scale, you're the better team, but you don't match up with this particular team on this week that well. They have some strengths on their roster that really play against your flaws of your roster. And uh, I think people lose sight of that at times. All right, we need to take a break, though. Before we do, I have one more that I have to get to. 11 Chiefs, 12 Saints. Comp Jaw says, why are the Chiefs over the Saints? Easy answer, because they are. All right, let's take a break. Uh, We're going to do a little true or false, I think, when PFT Live continues. We'll be back with that right after this. Feats of Strength, Week 6, Monday Night Football. Uh-oh. Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde should get some sort of a medal he should. for this one. This is the Throwing Yourself on a Grenade right. Award. You're playing safety. My goodness. you got to save the yes. day sometimes. You're the he last line of the defense. Day. Right. And sometimes it's going to hurt. That's right. And the, the grenade went off the tackle. on go, Micah Hyde. I, I admire him for I doing do it. Too. Here's Jason Kelsey. Taken Devin White. Devin White likes to ride horses. He got taken for a ride on this one 20 yards down the field and pushed in position to ultimately make the tackle. That's Kelsey amazing. gets the assist for putting him in position. He drives him right into the spot where White can peel off and finally pull the guy down. Jamarco Jones oh, this pulls is a good one. right into TJ Watt. TJ Watt had a big night, but you know what? You're not going to win every snap. No, T.J. Watt not. did not win this one, Chris. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, that was a big-time pull there. And, and you know, I, I heard on the telecast they were talking about he led with his head. Like, come on, if we, yes. if we can't do that, then we can't play football anymore. But that's what that's – I'm I telling know. you, they want them to flag that. Here is Latavius Murray scoring oh, a touchdown and Ben hard. Powers putting it to Uchenna Let's watch it again. Powers at left guard. Coming oh, out and night, getting night. it done. Oh. Sit down. Take a seat and enjoy the view. All right. Jamar Chase not only making Man, great catches this. this year, running downfield and putting a guy on the ground. Take that. Touchdown, Joe Mixon. Poor Detroit Lions. Oh, well, what a great hustle. Big play Bengals, man. That's what they are right now. The Bengals are looking very good. And, you know, there was some talk. They should have taken Panay Sewell instead of Jamar Chase. That talk is over. I'll just get out of here with that. (laughs) Get out of here with that. Uh, This all came from, look, I I, I love how the critics – the critics are all being called out now for saying Jamar Chase couldn't catch. He couldn't catch in the preseason. And he's the one who said that the NFL ball is harder to see. It's a narrative he started. 
others noticed it, and now we're the buttholes for noticing what he said. He couldn't catch in the preseason, and he said the NFL ball is harder to see and thus harder to catch. So I love it how he's proving us all wrong. He's proving himself wrong, Chris. No, I, I, that I'm, should have been one of my grievances. Well, it's all right. You're right. I mean, that's just the business we're in, and you're right. You were pointing out all right, factual true or false. stuff. Real so. quick. Real quick. Jamar Chase is the most impressive rookie receiver since Randy Moss. True or false? Ooh. It's really impressive, but I'm going to go with false. I mean, I don't know. I just remember Calvin Johnson coming in the league and going, what the hell is that guy? Who the hell is he? Odell Beckham wasn't Jr. Odell Beckham, uh, wasn't he a rookie when he made that catch? No doubt. Well, uh, he wasn't a rookie. I think that was his second year, but his rookie year, he was set he records after missing the first four games of the year. So he was a rookie. Yeah. Was he a rookie? a rookie? I want to say I the second year. All right. I'm going to challenge yeah. you on that one. 2014. Justin 2014. Jefferson also damn good too. Yeah. But Jamar Chase, second most receiving yards through six games behind only Anquan Bolden, who was an impressive rookie back in 2003, but overlooked. And then he had Larry Fitzgerald the next year, who was impressive as a rookie. Pete's telling me rapid fire. I think that means move faster. I don't know. I may get off scot-free. Trevon Diggs should be the defensive player of the year favorite. True or false? Well, I mean, he. Um, I'm going to uh, – okay, true, true. I'm not saying he definitely should win it. Now, again, you know, Trevon Diggs, really good, but I'm not ready to, like, say it's like – Diggs Island over here. He's primetime Diggs like Deion Sanders and them. People attack him because you can get plays on him too. So, okay, he should be in the lead, but I don't know. I guess in my heart of hearts when it's all said and done, I still think Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald are going to win the award. It's a chicken and the egg thing, though. At some point, they're going to stop throwing at Trayvon Diggs and the numbers are going to stop and we're going to stop noticing him. So, he should want to continue to be attacked because the numbers and the ball skills are what has put him where he is. If you stop throwing at him, you're never going to see that. All right. Uh, if I needed a quarterback to convert a third down, I'm taking Kyler Murray, true or false. He has Ooh. a NFL high 128.8 passer rating on third downs this season. Ooh, wow. Mm. I, 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 now, listen, this has been a negative of him his first two years of his career. Yes. I'm going I'm to say false still. I'm still with Josh still, Allen. I would rather have Josh Allen or Mahomes still. I would. I'm yep. sorry. I'd still go with them. Sam Darnold's hot start this season was just a mirage. True or false? Uh, mm, a mirage? True. It was. I don't think it was as hot as everybody thinks it was. It was good. You know, they played some teams that, of course, weren't that great. Uh, but the, this last three games, it, it's bad. And and you know what I you you heard me say the other day, Mike. It's yeah, he's bad and missed some throws. Yeah, they dropped a few passes. Okay, last week, but I do notice teams kind of all over Joe Brady's stuff right now too. I think it kind of plays hand in hand. You had to stop and think what mirage means, didn't you? Uh, no, I did not. I was just, <laughs> I was processing. No, I did not. I was processing the question okay. itself. I it promise seemed you. like you had to stop and think. No, I, I, I think was we're like, at the eh. point. We're at the point in the season, I, we got to take a break, but we're at the point in the season where there's enough film out there to catch up with the Carolina offense under Sam Darnold yeah, that's right. and the Carolina defense, and we're seeing the results. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, inspired by Ben Simmons and the 76ers, we'll draft the most dramatic NFL breakups next here on PFT Live.
All right, let's get right to it. Most dramatic NFL breakups because something is going down with Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know what it is because I don't pay any attention to any sport other than the National Football League because you need to do that. Otherwise, you make grievous errors on TV like someone did yesterday. First pick for you, most dramatic NFL breakups. Jimmy Johnson, Dallas Cowboys. I, I mean, that, that to me, like when we talk about it, just goes right to the forefront of my brain just because, I mean – Arguably, like, the best team I ever saw in my life was those 92-93 Cowboys. And you're like, what? He's leaving? They're in their prime. They might win three, four, five in a row. Like, what the heck? Uh, that, that, that's number one on my list. Yeah, number one for me, Terrell Owens from the Philadelphia Eagles. You have to be specific as to which team. But it was as ugly of a mess as we've ever seen. And one of the points I make in Playmakers coming out March 15 of 2022. In today's standard of how we regard players who are trying to get more security, more money, more compensation for the things they've done, I think we'd be a little more understanding of what T.O. was trying to do because he just wanted to be paid fairly and the Eagles said no. So he did everything he could to get out of there, but that was an ugly, nasty breakup. It was, no doubt. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe Montana and the 49ers. You know, I mean, again, he got hurt at the, the 1990 NFC Championship game wasn't ready to play the next year, and they moved on to Steve Young, and he sat there on the roster the, the whole year as a backup quarterback, four-time Super Bowl winner, you know, three-time Super Bowl MVP, and yeah, that was a weird time, definitely. Got to play, I think, like the last game of the year that year maybe, right, when he came back and, you know, did some good things or whatever, but after that, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. That's one that, uh, you know, certainly is, is a big a breakup as I can remember. Antonio Brown and the then- Oakland Raiders 2019 what a mess that was starting with the frozen feet in the cryogenic chamber Whoa. something that you reported before anyone else Boom. and it went downhill from there Boom. until AB can't mess was with me. released <laughs> AB was released uh, just about a week before the start of the regular season so that breakup was pretty ugly the one with the Patriots was pretty ugly too but he was there for a lot less time than he was with the Raiders yeah no well, and the breakup with the Steelers he had three bad breakups in one year I know Steelers Raiders up, Patriots I know it's pretty amazing it really is okay we're going to break let's go to break and we'll finish the draft and the show right after this Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. 
Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. That is Alani Moon Smoot, the daughter of Dewan Smoot, Jaguars defensive lineman. It's good he got back from London when he did because 4 a.m. Tuesday, his wife went into labor. It was time to go to the hospital. She fell to her knees. He caught her, and then he caught the baby. He delivered the baby in the living room. Paramedics helped him with tying off the umbilical cord and other things of that nature that are important to the delivery process. But Dewan Smoot, what a story they're going to have to tell for years to come. Uh, Great stuff. And And it really is good he got back from London. We got back from London uh, earlier, you know, on Monday. So uh, anyway, there's no segue that I can make. Back to our draft of the ugliest breakups. That's that's a tough one. I mean, that's when the doctor told me to cut the umbilical cord. I was like, no, I'm good, doc. You got it. I passed. Did you pass? I I passed. passed. I didn't didn't even want to really see what was going on down there. I stayed up towards the my wife's head up there and just supported her. I was like, I don't need to see all that stuff down there. I'm sorry. I got one little glimpse and I said negative Ghost Rider. I saw all of it. All right. Uh, and, and including that fearful moment. The fearful moment when, when I thought my son, like, like, is he breathing? Like, I had that panic that he was, you know what I mean? And, it, and, then, and then he, like, kind of gurgled out some amniotic fluid, and I was very relieved. I, I, I relived that I, I, like it was yesterday. All right. Uh, round three. Ugliest breakups. Marcus NFL Allen and the Raiders. I, I mean, that's another Good. one. You know, it just uh, we kind of forget about it as the years go by. But there was like true hate there. You know, that's what I remember. Marcus Allen, who I mean, I, I, I've been around him a bunch of times in my life, just seems like the nicest human being ever and as cool as they come. But was talented, was relegated to being backup and fullback for Bo Jackson. It got real ugly at the end between him and Al Davis. And then, of course, you know, then he went to the Chiefs and shoved it up the Raiders' butts every time he played them and scored touchdowns. So that was definitely an ugly breakup. I, I'm gonna. I don't know that this really is. I, I don't know. I got others I could choose, but Bill Parcells and the Patriots. And I mentioned that only because that's the only other time that a coach didn't fly back with his team after a game. It was after Super Bowl 31 when the Patriots lost to the Packers, and we had heard the rumors. We knew it was coming. It was. It was going off the rails. There was dysfunction there, and. Parcells ultimately did not get on the plane and go back to New England, and he resurfaced as the head coach of the New York Jets, which made that relationship between those two teams as ugly as it's continued to be, and I think they play this weekend. Um, Do they play this weekend, Jets-Patriots? I think they do. I'm not even on to next week. I'm still studying week seven. We are. I think it is. It is. We're on to next week. You're right. Tomorrow. We'll begin the process tomorrow of getting you ready for next week, including the Megapix podcast. We're out of time for today. Great stuff, Chris. Go have yourself some scotch or get off scotch-free. I'm scotch-free over here, buddy. See you tomorrow. See ya. (laughs) NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama. 
Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off.